K's, two A's in America. Uh huh. Three K's, two A's, America. Uh huh. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got a Welcome to another episode of Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kunta3x. The other half of your host here is my esteemed colleague, world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted, Mr. Be Honest. What's up, B? What's going on? Happy Daddy's Day, B. Same to you, man. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, I'm looking at my my uh, my social media timelines today, though. I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit myth, B. What you mean? So, B, let me ask you a question. So, Mother's Day, did you feel the need to give a shout out to all the mothers, but also to the dads out there, the single, the single dads, uh, single parent dads out there that, you know, are acting in both roles as mother and father? Yeah, I never do that. Why, why do people have to do this shit, man? There's still that, there's still that, uh, it's a bad stereotype and... It's just, it's so, there are so many cases where it isn't true. I'm, so I'm just tired of seeing it, man. It's that trope of black men aren't in the household. So women, the black women have to take care of all the work or something. But I mean, I think it's even extending to white people now too. They're even jumping on board. Oh yes, B. This was multicultural on my timeline. I got, I got black, brown, uh, white. It's like, you know, Mother's Day was last month. I mean, just go all in on that shit. Whatever, man. But yeah. anyway... Black on both sides, I ain't gonna do it to you. It's Happy Daddy's Day. Fuck uh, the mothers. Today. Motherfuckers. Today. M- remember, every daddy is a motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, I, that's a terrible meme someone sent me this morning. Um, B, that being said, how was your Juneteenth, sir? Juneteenth was a work day. Uh, I didn't get to. I didn't get to to benefit from the call your boss and tell him to kiss your ass. Privileges that it seemed like a lot of people did, but other than yeah, that, I it was a good day. Yeah, I, I was in a similar situation, though non-essential. I still am working from home, uh, and but yeah, Juneteenth. You know, it was uh, it's, you know, this year was special. You know, there are calls to make it a national, well, a federal holiday. I agree with I that. It's a national holiday. I yeah, agree. With I don't. That. I don't see why not. I yeah. think that you know, it's a major part of, you know, American history, our history, all of it, and a day of recognition. I mean, I'm going to piss some people off with this. I think a Juneteenth day is actually even more appropriate than an MLK day. I agree. Well, there you go. You know, I'm just going to be pissed off. So send all that hate mail if you want to. All that smoke, holler at me at King Kunta 3X on the gram, and uh, I want that smoke. You know, tell me why you think MLK Day uh, is it? You know, is an appropriate day before uh, Juneteenth. Well, I, I can give you one right now. If, if we're not going to have a Malcolm X Day, why are we having Martin Luther King Day? Oh, B, you know the answer to that. But I'm saying though, he he doesn't speak for everyone, so therefore his day shouldn't his day shouldn't be more important than other people's days. I, I, don't, I mean, not saying that I want them to take away. Let me get let me clear this up. I don't want them to take away Martin Luther King Jr. Day. However, I don't know that everyone's sentiments match or align with Martin Luther King's philosophies. Okay, no, I said I want the smokes. If we got to put Juneteenth on a day and the only days we got include days we already have, yeah, I switch out Juneteenth for Martin Luther King Day. Me too. Yeah, so, if, you know, one got to go. Let's go to the one where we all got free-ish. 
I saw a great t-shirt that says free-ish since 1865. <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> that should yeah, be the, so, new, the, uh, the new Kenya uh, uh, series. episode? No, yeah, it might be. Blackish, grownish, mixed-ish, free-ish. And free-ish. I don't want to hear shit from Kenya Barris. That's uh, a... <laughs> I don't... He's a narcissistic dude. I, I can't in that voice, but... Um, but let's let's uh, knock out some uh, fuckery. B, did you watch that versus on Juneteenth? Alicia Keys and John Legend. I didn't even know about it. I knew about it, but I didn't care about it. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I mean, I eventually felt guilty and went in for a minute, but then Alicia started singing some B side and cast aside. I didn't know, and I was like, man, I don't want to do this. I, so here's the thing with Alicia Keys: she's not really a good singer. I like her music, and I like her as an artist and a writer, but she's not really a good singer. She's never been a good singer. John Legend is probably the least good singer of the good singers. Mm. He, his voice is, anyone can do it. Anybody with, a, mm. with, with, half, a, with half a pitch can, can sing his songs. Mm. You don't do it to him like, that's what, that's what a friend of the show, Nathan Nice, does when somebody's dropping jewels. Mm. <laughs> okay, I was wondering where that was coming from. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, B, <laughs> I can't all the way go co-sign that with you on John Legend. I will say about Alicia Keys, um, very good writer. I like to hear her play the piano. Um, I like to hear her sing. Best singer? No. Yeah. Does she mean the shit she's singing? Yes. Yeah. Can I move past that and kind of like, take your time, let the Lord use you? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but as we talk about divas... And this is even if she was narcissistic and materialistic, she wouldn't be on the list. She no, can't blow. No, but neither she can, can't blow. But neither can John Legend. Are you kidding? He's underwhelming. Oh, we're just. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, that got... oh, yeah, that shit. Come on, man. Get out of here. Glory, glory. I don't know, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let John Legend make it. I don't know. He can... John Legend's got a bunch of of uh, ballads and crooning type shit. But he also got some hood bangers here and there. Yeah, that's a couple of... But that's production, though. That's not really him, right? I understand, man. I just, Come on, don't do not do that, B. Don't go light skin on light skin. Let the boy... Let him cook. Let the, let the, boy, let the boy play his songs. Let the boy sing, B. All right, all right, all right. Shit, He's man. a father, too. Wrong day. Wrong day. Wrong day. Um, what else came out? Apparently, uh, Tiana Taylor dropped an album. You hear about that? I like Tiana Taylor. I didn't even know she dropped an album. I got to look it up now. Yeah, she dropped it either Juneteenth or the day after. Hey, B. It's nice. Is it good? Really? Is it under good music? It's all, you know, stop. Let me back up. Because I know that my opinion matters to some people. I heard the one lead song. It's got Future and Missy Elliott. It's 29 fucking songs. Okay, I heard one of the, well, shit, she ain't been doing shit for, I mean, no, good I'm, music. Where, where's she been? No, no, I'm just saying I didn't even hear about this, and it's 30 fucking songs. I didn't even hear about it. It's not That's because you literally don't pay attention to any goddamn social media at all. Oh, yeah. That's it, how we're here, B. It is good That's music. That's why you don't know. Did you know? <laughs> did you know that good music? I was like, it's not good music. It's this other label. It says, Getting Out Out Our Dreams. Inc. I didn't know that's what good stood for. <laughs> Does it really matter? It doesn't. It doesn't. Getting out that, our uh, dreams. They had that, what's it? They had that Cold Summer album. Lamborghini, Marseille, Yo Chick, so she, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of, it's, uh, and she got a lot of features too. Lauren Hill's on here. 
Yeah, people like this bitch. People either Kalani, like her yeah. as a person or yeah. they want to fuck her. Kalani, Men and women. That's Kalani, kind of how it goes. Yeah. Big Sean is on here. DeVito, the French Reggie lookalike. Uh, Quavo, Erica Badu. Erica Badu is on here. What? Oh, boy. I know what I'm going to do as soon as I get off of this shit. <laughs> Missy Elliott. It's a, yeah, that's a lot of features on here. So the Missy Elliott and I believe it's Future song. It's a sample of something, and I forgot it off the top of my head. Okay. Hey, um, I gotta check this it's out, funny, man. B. All the R&B shit we was making babies to is coming back as samples. Yeah. But uh, I liked it a lot from what I heard. I don't know if... The, I didn't realize there were so many goddamn songs on it. Wow. But this definitely sounds like R&B the way that, you know, we used to like R&B. So we'll see. So <laughs> I've just done that one song. It seems like a very updated, current... Uh, take on R and B, and I'm here for that song, and I'm gonna check out the rest. My God, there's uh, like a, there's like a, um, you know, how on Apple Music you can, you can click like the little bio or whatever. It's like ten mm-hmm. pages long. It starts she off. Been, it starts off with some hate too. Coming off the eight song appetizer that was 2018's KTSE, that was her little like punch, yeah. punch at Kanye. Fucking Kanye. <laughs> whatever. I gotta check this out. I'm excited now. Yeah. No, but just the one song I heard. I I was impressed as this is what R&B probably should sound like given where we are musically. So, all right. So that happened. Uh, Jamie Foxx, the Mike Tyson biopic is going forward. Did you know that? I did see, um, I saw some clip, not clip art, uh, like a cover or something. It was like, I guess, mocked up so far, but it looks like it's going to be interesting. Just off that, I was excited. Yeah, Jamie also said, showed pictures of how he looks. Did you see any any still images of that? Well, I think this was this was part of that. It was like it was it was definitely Jamie Foxx, but he looked like Mike Tyson. No, no, I'm talking about it's not it's not this is off his cell phone. He's been showing people on social media. Oh no, but he's it's he's, a picture with him. You can't really see his face, but he got the phone in front of him. You can see his his uh, his outline of his musculature, and it's coming along. Yeah, I wonder how much steroids he took. This motherfucker say he had the audacity to fix his lips to say that he's you know he's working hard every other day he's doing what he say sixty pull ups a hundred push ups and something hundred something sit ups I'm like nigga you got to do more than that <laughs> to, to get be like, to be brolic like like Tyson come on okay and here's the other fucked up thing B uh, isn't Jamie Fox a year older than Mike Tyson. <laughs> Nigga, that'd be like me trying to do a biopic. <laughs> well, shit, that'd be like you trying to do a biopic of me. Why couldn't they just have Mike Tyson do this shit? Not Mike Tyson now, Mike Tyson back then. Shit. You know, everything is CGI, though. They're probably going to body double him off some CGI that, shit. That's not what, that's not Jamie's method. I don't, no, but, we can talk a mad shit about Jamie. But one thing we can, well, you might, one thing I cannot say, that motherfucker is a method actor for real. And you're telling he's me he's gotten stuck in some places. You're telling me that when they he was spend- playing that homeless guy, he got stuck. He had to get therapy. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he got stuck. That homeless guy under the bridge playing. Yeah, he he had uh, had restructured his teeth. He had he had started living that way, and he started doing the workouts that homeless people do to try. Yeah, he got stuck. He had to get therapy to get out. When when he was Willie now, Beeman, did he did he was he doing what he had to what he had to do after being Willie Beeman? Well, that's funny. Given he's a method actor, he actually had a fucking problem with LL Cool J. I know. That was what was funny. It's like, uh, but, okay. But, or maybe he went in deeper after that. I know with Ray, he went full method. And, he was uh, blind for a little while? Oh, sensory deprivation, probably. Um, 
You poo pooing method acting. Why you don't do that? I'm not, but Jamie Foxx isn't a great actor. He's a good actor. He's not a great actor. I'm, I'm sorry, be honest. Could you point me into the direction of that Oscar you have? I'll just wait right here for a moment. Just hold it up on this podcast so everyone can hear that Oscar that you're holding up. Just... Uh, you don't hear my laugh reverberating off of the Oscar? I'm just, you know. Will Smith, do you have... Oh, sorry, Will, sit down. Um... Yeah, no, 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 B. I, I think that most critics are going to disagree with you on that. Really? You think so? You think you think Jamie Foxx is a great actor? Absolutely. Oh, okay, I don't think he's a great actor. I think actor. Jamie Foxx is actually one of the most talented humans we have as entertainment on planet Earth right now. Okay, no, I, I, there's an argument for that because he's, he's like basically can do anything, but he's not. He can, I, oh, my argument is he can do anything well. So yeah, we're yeah. going to disagree on the acting. Okay, well, I that's said he fine. A, I said he was a good actor, not a great actor. That's what I said. He's a good actor. Oh, I would. I watch his oh, movies. I'm sorry, B. Could you also, at the same time, hold up those Golden Globe? Is that those Golden Globes you have? Jamie Foxx is the best. What is, in, in his rankings? He's the best at what he's best at is singing. What he's second best at is I'll probably say mm, he's really good at playing classic piano. Well, I'm artist as far as the music the music side. I'll give him the music side is what he's best at. His impressions are pretty fucking good too. Comedy He's is damn second. Good at that. Comedy is second, and acting is third. That's what I'm trying to say. His acting is not the, his is not his best thing. It's not the apex of his talent. But okay, whatever. Let me see. So we got an Oscar. <laughs> we got a Grammy. But that's that's a popularity <laughs> stuff. That's not real. Come on, man. Some of the most talented people, Grammy. Some of the I most talented people that. don't get those awards. Come on. You know. I didn't see he had an AMA Music Awards. <laughs> Come on, man. All that's popularity. I didn't see he had a Billboard Music Award. I just hand them shits out. That's um, all. That's all agenda based, man. All that is popularity and propaganda based. It's not fucking the, agenda. People don't even show up to that shit because they don't agree with the the whole. Why are you fucking hating on Eric Bishop so um, hard? Why? I'm just telling what do you, you like, do to you? I was a member of Neris, right? And that's who, that's people who who pick the Grammys. Um, and it's literally a bunch of old white dudes who feel like paying the dues every year and then sprinkle in a few black faces here and there and, you know, people who, who care about the culture. But the majority of them are just old white people and they they they, they see Macklemore, they see Kendrick Lamar, and they see uh, Will Smith. They Oh, I know Will Smith. That's the boy from the, the Wild Wild West movie. Let's give Will Smith the Grammy. I promise you that's how it is. They don't even know who Kendrick Lamar is. That's why Macklemore beat him. They don't know. So when they get when those awards are given out, I get it that there has to be a certain level. That, like you have to be good enough to get a Grammy. But then once you're good enough, it can be whoever's the most popular. So you're not going to hear of a name that's just obscure. But if you're in the, the list, if you're in the handful of names that people know, it's a toss up at that point. As long as you're good enough. And Jamie Foxx is, be, is far better than good enough. I just don't think he's great at acting. He's great at singing. He's great at, at, at music, his musicianship. He's good at acting. Okay, name three better actors, black actors than Jamie Foxx. Uh, I'll help you out. I'll give you Denzel. Denzel. You know I, Denzel, just being Denzel. Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, this might be a, this is going to be a true test for Jamie Foxx in this Mike Tyson biopic. Has he gotten too big? This is going to be, I, this might be, no, he already has Ray. I was going to say this is going to be like uh, Denzel and Malcolm X, but you know, that Jamie already, already has Ray. This will be very difficult. Will we see Mike Tyson or will we see Jamie Foxx pretending to be Mike Tyson? Don't know. We'll <laughs> don't see. Know. <laughs> well, Ray, you know, I didn't see Jamie. I saw Ray, Ray Charles. Yeah, so I did we'll too. see. I did too. Uh, but back to what I was saying, other than Denzel, which you may or may not agree with, name me at least two better black actors than Jamie. 
Uh, the one that comes to mind first, obviously, is Forrest Whitaker. Um, I don't. I can't tell what that nigga looking at. So um, he throws what me off. That, what does that have to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's giving, he's giving his lines on who he's talking to. I'm like, who me? What are you? Guy the guy. I don't know. It's the only nigga that went to Wakanda. <laughs> And they still couldn't fix this shit. But I, okay, Forrest Whitaker. No, I see how this is going to go. I'm not naming anybody else, man. If that's how you're going to do everybody, I say. I'm, I'm good. just talking about Forrest. This is known. These are known knowns. I mean, we need to figure out what the hell happened to this dude. Step and fetch it. I'll put it like that. <laughs> okay, man. Shit. I don't know. Since you're going to play games with me, I'm, I'm cool. I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. All right. Fine. All right. Let's move it along. Let's stay in the music space. Uh, Beyonce dropped a new. Uh, song called Black Paradise. Fake hair, don't care. Hey, everybody. Come in close. Close the door. I don't really like it. It's not great. Okay. Let's pretend we're, everything's fine. Open the door. Yeah, so Beyonce dropped that uh, Black Paradise. It's phenomenal. Um, I'm sure the Beehive's gonna love that. Mm. Next up... Uh, you like Questlove? I love Questlove. Yeah, he's got this, uh, me too. He's got this uh, YouTube channel where he plays, you know, everyone's doing these uh, pandemic, you know, versus type uh, record playing DJ sets on social media. So Questlove does his on YouTube is his one of choice. Right. And uh, he recently did one. Uh, and he brought a guest on. Her name is Grace Harry. Have you ever heard of this woman called Grace Harry? I have not. Yeah, she's just, you know, she's, imagine like a light-skinned Erica Badu that don't sing. Huh. What does she do? So she's in the, uh, the, the meditation, the self-care, the higher self space. So, you know, this is, you know, I, I encourage you, B, and listeners out there to uh, try to find Miss Grace Harry on social media. She has a lot of you know, positive things to say about how we as black folk can try to take care of ourselves during this time of, you know, upheaval of everything. Um, really. Um, so I really enjoy quest loves mixes. Um, he had a public enemy mix, uh, like two days ago. It might've been Juneteenth. I think for myself B that I have forgotten how fucking cutting edge rebellious, and just phenomenal public enemy was. I hadn't forgotten. I hadn't forgotten. I forgot. But but public enemy is what the it's hard to digest because it's so hard hitting and it's so um plain. Like they made it plain. Well, just step back from the words, B, and this is we're gonna geek out on this. Those that don't know, Bianas really does this music shit. Um just the 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 music itself, B. It really kind of encapsulates everything of American music to that point, but yet still spins it in a hip hop way. Right. The, the 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 beats are so dense and complex. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. By itself, and then you've got you know Chuck D and others on top of it, telling you how it fucking is with all straight no chaser. So you're right. It is a lot to digest. And, uh, but, you know, so he had a whole quest left at a whole set of spinning public enemy, uh, records. And it was just, you know, I'm, I'm glad he did so. Cause I had forgotten. I think for us, sometimes we, it's easy to leave certain things in the past or get stuck in certain decades. 
and I had not picked up Public Enemy in a while, yeah. uh, a long while. Once they picked up, I mean, shit. The last time I heard a Public Enemy song is in movies or something. I haven't, you know, I, I, you know, I've yet to go back into it until he played this. To Questlove played this set, yeah. And uh, I really appreciate him doing it, and uh, I encourage others out there uh, to uh, go check out Public Enemy if you really, you know feel that you're in the struggle and you really, you know, need to work, you know, some of this shit out. Um, I, I think that it takes a, a nation of millions to hold us back is a quintessential, quintessential album yeah. of the revolution. And, you know, a line, gotta work some shit out, do yourself a favor and check that out. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. You know, B, it had been so long since I had even thought about this shit. I had thought that that was only an Ice Cube statement. Oh, wow. That's how I had completely shut shut off that. Because that's, a, what, 88, 89, 90, yeah, 91? Yeah, early, late 80s. I mean, you know what's so crazy about the Ice Cube? Well, I want to say two things. First of all, the line that has never left me ever is Chuck D's line, Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. Somebody who's straight up racist and motherfucking man John Wayne or whatever. Just the mm-hmm. fact that in one phrase... He shot down Elvis and John Wayne, which to our younger listeners were the white people's. Elvis was Jesus. <laughs> right. The, the, and, Just and, Jesus and Elvis. And in the late 80s, this person was willing to get on wax and say, fuck him and him. And and we don't, nobody cares. So, and it was very plain. It wasn't, it wasn't scratched up. It was just like the words were there. They're plain as day. You could hear it. Now, the second part I wanted to say, um. So I hadn't forgotten that, by the way. Uh, the second thing was, most people don't know that Ice Cube, when he separated from NWA, he left the West Coast Sound and went mm-hmm. to the East Coast Sound and started working with some of the same producers and the same people that were producing those records for Public Enemy. So that's why his sound changed so dramatically. He became so militant sounding for uh, America's Most Wanted. That album, that was all East mm-hmm. Coast. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you've watched... Uh, Ice Cube's uh, social media these last week or so. Uh, he's not asking, "Are we there? Th- are we there yet?" Mm-mm. He's not doing uh, top flight security of the world, Craig. He ain't doing that shit either. He ain't doing all about the Benjamins. He's not talking about the big three. This m- motherfucker done went back to his roots, and uh, you know we're we're gonna see. Like every other day, he's got some more shit. He's this is this is the real Ice Cube. That nigga done woke the fuck up. Or maybe he's at a financial place where he feels like he doesn't have to play ball anymore. Either way, I'll take it where, where we can get it. Me too. Uh, Me too. And just to follow up on what, what you said, be about um, quote-unquote West Coast um, establishments and their musical sounds, for all you young bucks, young buckaroos out there, I'm also here to remind you that Tupac's first few albums were not produced anywhere in the West Coast. And they also have that distinct East Coast uh, social uprising, heavy, dense beats, uh, sound and language. And, you know, Tupac was adopted by the West Coast. He ain't from the West Coast, but he was born in New York. Right. But in any event, uh, so do yourself a favor. If you don't know, Go check out Public Enemy. And if you do know, go back in. 
So I, I, I guarantee you that you missed some stuff. You missed, you missed some stuff, and it's you know it, it's all aged very well. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, so that's uh, that might be all of the big happy stuff. We might now have to get into it a real. Um, let's do it. <clears throat> so, be honest. Uh, how do you feel about Atlanta police officers? today <clears throat> um well, well let me i don't want to lead you here. let me add where i'm going with this because at, at, as we sit here today at sunday june 21st 11 36 a.m pacific time my understanding is that it's still significant portions of the atlanta police force are calling in sick with the <coughs> blue flu i don't know that that's true or not um, I, I, yesterday I was out, I was looking to see if I could see police cars. I did see a, a lot less than I normally do, but there's nothing, um, there's no way to know whether that's true or not. Some people are saying that they're just sitting in the, in the station and they're not responding to anything but trouble calls from other cops. Some people say that there's six or eight police officers resigned and that's it. Some people are saying various zones, including zone six are just down. They're not, they're not coming to work. So, well, zone six. Zone six takes care of itself. I knew you'd I knew you'd you'd appreciate that. I mean, I wouldn't know, B. You would know. I mean, I'm just spitballing here. You would know, not I me. I don't live there anymore. Um, so uh how do I feel about the Atlanta police officers? I judgment isn't back yet, honestly. Judgment isn't back yet. I I, I feel like there's been a, a you know, me and my wife talk about we we're talking about the other day that I've never lived under a white mayor. I've had a black mayor here my entire life. All 44 years, it's been under a black mayor. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it is. It actually is. Um, so there's a, Atlanta's just so different. It's very hard to, it's very hard for me to just condemn the Atlanta police officers now after so many years. That are not showing up to work because some people have been held accountable. Or are attempting to be held accountable? Well, but there's two sides to that too, though. And, and as much as I believe that an officer shooting somebody in the back is unexcusable, I also know that the laws that are on the books don't necessarily agree with my personal opinion. And then to arrest, fire, fire, arrest, whatever, someone based off of the laws that are on the books is a little confusing. So... I don't, I don't, I don't agree with the method that Officer Rolf used at the very end of that situation with Rayshard Brooks. Uh, up to the point where he pulled his pistol and shot him, everything else I felt like was fine, which is why I don't understand why the other cop is getting arrested. I don't get that. However, um, let's just say we were going by what's on the books in Atlanta. And of course, I, I don't have the books in front of me. I don't have the law in front of me. But from what I've heard from, from officers who have been talking about this on various social media places, in Georgia, the law has said that tasers are considered a deadly weapon. And anytime a, a, a person fights a cop, runs from a cop, and then also points a deadly weapon at a cop, deadly force is allowed. So if that is true and that is the rule, that means that Rolf shouldn't be arrested for breaking laws. Second of all, though, it, it, the, the law needs to be changed. 
If that's the case, the law needs to be worked on, and it's not necessarily Rolf because, yes, he's a, probably a piece of shit for shooting a guy in his back, but he's protected under the laws that are on the books in Georgia. So, but B, he also dumped into nearby cars. He shot one shot into a car, but that's not a... That, okay, but our, that, that's, that seems ridiculous to me that we're talking about a, a, a bullet in a car. Fuck a car. If we're not talking about the guy that got shot, I don't want to hear it. That's ridiculous. Fuck that car. No, it goes, you're, you're, you're using deadly force, one, when maybe you don't have to, and two, you're using it in, in, in a manner that is not safe. Well, no, he ran beside a car. The shot, the shot hit a, the car and two, two went into him, one went into a car. It wasn't like he just shot 15 shots into a car. The guy ran right beside a car and in his, in his running behind him and firing, one of the shots just didn't hit the target. But no one hits 100% accuracy. That's a, that's a ridiculous argument to me. To me, that's just a, the, the fact that a car took a bullet. I don't give a fuck about that car. I, I think that the whole situation was unsafe. There was but, someone in the car, B. But, that, but listen to what I'm saying, though. The situation was unsafe, but all of it was unsafe because of Rayshard Brooks. Okay. You, you see what I'm saying? Having a DUI. Resisting arrest doesn't necessarily mean you should be executed. No, you're right. I doesn't agree. Mean you have, it shouldn't have to be a death penalty. You're right. We've got plenty of video of people who don't look like Rayshard Brooks. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not comparing. I'm going to talk about this one right here. And what I, yeah, this one right here. And people who have done exactly what Rayshard I'm, has no, no, done. No, 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 not other people. Home. I'm talking about Rayshard Brooks. And I'm on record for saying, and I think that that cop is wrong for shooting him in his back. So I don't need to, I don't, I don't need to argue with you about that. We agree on that. You and I are you and I are in alignment. Now that we're now that we're in alignment on the Rayshard Brooks side of it, now I'm talking about the Rolf side of it or the Atlanta Police Department side of it, which is a different argument to me. I don't think Rayshard Brooks should have been executed for what he did. I don't think that the the, the crime fit the punishment. I don't at all. I think that was it was murder, and I feel like it was a misuse of power and misuse of force. But now let's go back because there are books, there are laws in the books that protect an officer in this. The law is also the problem. And that's what I'm saying. So when you have a line of police. He's not going to be convicted, B. I know he's not. But that's not what, that's not, well, let's make sure we're fine tuning what our arguments are. We're talking about, what I'm talking about right now is Atlanta Police Department's walking off the, off the job. And I'm saying that if I were in a situation where I felt like I wasn't protected by the laws that you guys put in place and you told me I'm supposed to do, if somebody pulls a gun on me or a, a, a deadly weapon on me, I'm supposed to protect myself. Now, if that is not protected, if I'm going to be arrested and put in prison for years, I'm not willing to take the chance of the next one because if this one is faulty for you guys, who knows what the next one will be? What if the guy actually pulled a real pistol on me and shot one time, but since he missed, y'all say, that's not deadly because he didn't hit me. So I, if I were an Atlanta Police Department officer, which is what I thought we were talking about, how comfortable would I be coming back to work knowing that even if I follow the rules based on what's the laws that are on the books, you're still going to fire me and then and arrest me and I could potentially go to prison for years, potentially go to prison for years. I'm not so sure that I'm comfortable being an Atlanta Police Department officer either. And so I'm kind of still, my judgment is, and that's why I'm saying my judgment is still out on whether I think that this is, is right or wrong for the Atlanta Police Department to be acting this way or feeling this way. I'm not so sure that I would be any better than them if I were scared that I wasn't going to be protected if I did my job to the letter of the law and still got fired and then arrested. Okay, a couple things. One... You may have looked in this more than I have because you are at the ground level of this, the, uh, ground zero, if you will. But 
the case law I'm aware of is that a taser is actually not deemed to be a deadly weapon. I thought so too. The only way that a taser can be deemed a deadly weapon is if it's used uh, in a particular manner, such as, I don't know, tasing someone 10 to 15 times. That's what I'm aware of. Now, I don't know. I haven't looked into this in any depth myself, but that's just what I've seen uh, as far as people talking about tasers in general, which the cops would know that. Right. The police officer trained to know what's a deadly weapon, what's not. Matter of fact, when you pull a taser, you probably understand it's not a deadly weapon. Two, cops also are trained at how many shots are in a taser. Right. So allegedly, uh, Mr. Brooks discharged the taser twice, means it's empty. So again, this goes back to the people were authorizing to use deadly force. Are they using it when they have to? And so you're concerned about as well, you know, the cops may be saying, well, I'm not protected. You don't have to kill somebody. Right. You don't have to do that. There are other options. You don't have to, you don't have to pull your gun and pull the trigger. You don't have to do that. It's like a, you know, it's like a traffic ticket. You know, you don't have to speed. Right. This is you don't not, have to do that. This is where we agree, Kunta. You're not going to get me to argue with you on this one. I, I agree. I feel like he misused his power. He overdid it. I don't think that he should have been executed. I'm not talking about that, though. You asked me about the Atlanta police officers who aren't showing no, up No, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. So I'm getting to is that they're, you know, you're saying that you believe they don't know if they're protected. I'm like, well, they don't have to do this conduct that has, they allegedly now know is, inc- is wrong. They don't have to use death. Matter of fact, that's exactly what's going on in Seattle. The police decided that they did not want to be on the front page of killing people and clearing people out, so they didn't. I'm not saying that's good. This is what they decided to do. By the way, while you and I were talking, it looks like one person was shot and maybe killed and 11 others were injured in Minneapolis. Oh, God. The police chief is saying it does not appear to be George Floyd related, but this just happened. Uh, Breaking news, I guess. So we'll see. Oh, man. Um, you know, here in, in in my neck of the woods, um, the, uh, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department dumped seven shots into the back of a security guard. So you don't have to do this. Right. You don't have to pull the trigger. I heard about that. He's like 18-year-old, right? He's like a little young yeah. baby-faced guy. Yes, 18. I uh, had a night security job. Hispanic guy, right? What's that? He's a Hispanic guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. You I, know, when, I, I when Kunta that. says black and brown, I really do mean black and brown. The value of black and brown life is not very high. And, he said, and that's why the astounding thing to me is living in, 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 uh, in Southern California is that, you know, Latinos have no problem, you know, doing this to other Latinos under the color of, of police protection, as we've seen in Atlanta, where black people, black cops, had no problem pulling out those black kids out of the car right. and beating the hell out of them. Oh, so get- it, it is a blue line issue. I got a, I got clarification on the law. As of June 2nd, Paul Howard, who is our Fulton County District Attorney, uh, a taser is considered a deadly weapon. So that's under Georgia law. And that's the district, the Fulton County District Attorney saying that. So, Okay. Well, we'll see. And, uh, and even, even, well, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work out. To be honest, I don't think there's going to be a conviction either no. way. Do you, did you hear, did you hear the, the, the GBI's statement? No. Oh my God, these fucking Im- immature ass. It's just immature. The, the 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 moves they're making are just so immature. They're 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 doing everything based off of emotion in the crowd. They don't want your city to burn to the ground, baby. But, but listen though, the GBI came back officially on Twitter and said that 
how are they making convictions? We haven't even finished the investigation yet. Then they wanted did a little a little uh, a lesson. Normally, what happens is the GBI pr- conducts this investigation. Then we turn that information over to the district attorney's office, and they decide whether they're going to make a charge or not. We haven't even we're not even halfway done with our investigation yet. They've already fired the guy, started charges, and arrest and told the other say the other guy's going to be a state's witness. We haven't even finished our investigation yet. So yes, he's going to go. He's going to go free on this. There's not going to be. They're they're fucking up the case. GBI hasn't even finished their investigation and they already have charges. They're fucking the case up. So yes, he's going to go. Are you saying free. innocent till proven guilty? Um, yes, but I'm also saying they sure as fuck didn't do that shit, Mr. See, my problem with Mr. Brooks's situation is that at some point it turned, and maybe you now know when it turned. I don't. At some point, the shit went all the way left, and I cannot. I have not yet seen. I can what tell precipitated you, that? I can tell you. What happened was, it was all good. He thought he was going to go home. And then it turned out, hey, you know, I'm going to go ahead and arrest. He, he, uh, he blew into the breathalyzer. See, all, all up to the breathalyzer, everything was just kind of like, hey, we're still negotiating. We're going to work We're gonna work through this and we're going to figure out a way for me to go home. You know, I'm just down the street. My girl, Natalie White, who ended up being the person, I don't know if you heard this, who burnt down the Wendy's, his girlfriend. Um, she did? She did. It was his fucking on, girlfriend. He called her name on he called her name on the the body cam footage. My girlfriend Natalie White, she just dropped me off, whatever. So Natalie White ended up being the woman who burned the fucking Wendy's down the next day. But anyway, wait, is this the woman that's, that's with the kids out in front? The white the white chick. No, there's a white chick. There's a white chick. Her no. name is Natalie White, and she's white, and she's his, and she's Ray Charles. She Brooks. burned the goddamn Winnie's to the ground. It's not funny, man. I promise, I'm laughing because just it's so overwhelming. I, 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 I'm not prepared to deal with this, so I'm just gonna let you go. You let me know when you're done talking, <laughs> and we're gonna move on. Yeah. I've got to process this shit. I know, man. I know. So when it turned was he, uh, the cop wasn't quite sure based off of his field sobriety test. If he was drunk or not, he figured he was because of things he was saying. He kept confusing it. So he went into his car and he got the breathalyzer, little, uh, the, the portable mobile blow test thing, right? So he blows a .108. And for you guys who don't know, I think law, federal law is .08. Mm-hmm. He blew a .108. So he had been drinking his ass off. He wasn't, he wasn't kind of drunk. He wasn't one and a half drinks in, like he said. He had been drinking for a while. Um. Now, if, if you don't know anything else about his past, then you say, well, he just didn't want to go to jail for that. But it turns out he had a DUI already. He also had gone to prison for a year for um, his baby mom and maybe the kid, something with um, false imprisonment or something like that. So there were some things that were pending. He was on probation for, and there were some things pending. So knowing that, let's just sit that aside, though. Let's just look at it at face value. Once he realized, okay, I'm not going home, the cop said, well, I'm, I'm going to put you in the custody right now. He puts the handcuff by his arm, and he's about to come behind him. For some reason, at that very second, it was delayed, but it was like a second later, Rayshard starts fighting, and that's when everything happened. The, the other officer who got charged, uh, Brosnan, put the taser out. He took it out and put it on his legs and I'm going to tase you. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Rayshard Brooks grabbed that, took it from him, flipped him over the whole pile, punched the other guy in the face, got up and ran. And that's when it, so it was literally the last six seconds of the entire thing. Everything prior to those six seconds was by the books. Everybody was cool. There was a negotiation going on. They were, everybody was comfortable and calm. Shoulders were lowered. Nobody was tense. Um, and then that last six seconds, it turned, it all turned to shit. Again, I don't know why this other cop is being charged with anything. It didn't, I don't understand what he did wrong. They said aggravated assault, 
But unless getting punched in the face is aggravated, maybe his, his face aggravatedly assaulted uh, Rayshard Brooks' fist or something. I don't know. I don't get why that guy's being charged at all. But um, it if you if you're already charging somebody and you haven't had the investigation completed yet, that means that there's going to be some. I don't. Would that be considered a mistrial? Would that be considered a? a what would that be considered? If if you know what I'm saying, like if they haven't even done the investigation, and you've already got charges. What do you know you're charging them for? Well. The Atlanta, uh, was it the DA? He doesn't have to wait for GBI. Okay. Did this, that doesn't. That's, you know, they can say this is how we normally do things. Right. But there's a lot of how we normally do things. Okay. And that's not being followed. So what, will that, uh, will that affect the case, do you think? I, yes, I think uh, that's going to be part of their defense. Look, I don't like the optics of it. We all agree that everything that you explained still shouldn't be a death sentence. Right, absolutely. But I don't believe they're going to get a conviction because of, you know, nuances of the law um, and and just people's, you know, just what happens to cops in general. It's very hard to get a conviction on a police officer. And I think there actually is some doubt when you dig deep into the technicalities of the situation. And that's going to be enough for this man uh, to not you know, to not to be convicted. Right. Um, all that being said, you know, I'm not a police officer and they would know this. So I don't understand why 50% or more Atlanta cops have been calling off with the blue flu since uh, the arrest. I don't understand. Again, at the end of the day, you don't have to pull a trigger and kill someone. Right. You don't have to do that. Right. Uh, if that's the concern, you really don't have to do that. Right. Um, all right. So... Let's, you know, you know, we'll see how that pans out. I didn't know these things about the alleged girlfriend bringing down the Wendy's. Uh, may we all have a ride or die side bitch like that. That's all I want to say right. about that. Right. Yeah. Shit. How long will they mourn me? Burn all those fucking Wendy's. Um, let's take a brief segue, segue here. Um, B, I'm happy to report that my house is Aunt Jemima syrup free. What? I I assume you've done the same. Uh, I don't think we had the Aunt Jemima. Yeah, I mean, you heard about that, B. They're getting rid of the Aunt Jemima name and the image off the syrup. And so the name to, is going too? I, that's my understanding. They're going to rebrand the whole thing. Okay. Have you ever looked at uh, images of the original Aunt Jemima syrup and stuff? The original meaning in my childhood? How or? it started. Yeah, in, in Google. Google search how Aunt Jemima the origins and imagery and I haven't. It's fucking terrible. It's terrible. I'm looking it up as we speak. It's oh, wow. bad. Huh. Real bad. See the Aunt Jemima I know is the the um the though just the circle. Just a circle head picture where you can't see. And all. then they updated her at one point. I think they updated her when at some point in Either our teens or twenties, they updated her. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yowzer! Yeah, I got the updated so, version. I've been I've been seeing the updated version. I didn't even I didn't even remember if I was alive during that other version. I didn't remember it. But see, the point is, is that okay? Yeah, this is probably terrible. We should rebrand this. Um, people deserve to have their high fructose corn syrup minstrel show free. Um, so I guess I support that. But now they're also talking about Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's rice? Yeah. 
uh, I, I like the cinnamon, I guess. But if he looked like that, then they could really made rice. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm asking, asking, you know, I'm just for a friend. You guys have a friend? Yeah, I mean, if, it, I mean, <laughs> if he really looked like that, you know, you know, nice little bow tie, look a little bit like Louis Armstrong, and he really was about that rice life. What are we doing? Yeah, he looks like Booker T. Washington or something. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, he could, he could tell you, uh, probably give you a thousand one things to do with a peanut. What are we doing with Uncle it, Ben's rice? He's dignified looking. So yeah, I don't see. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> maybe it's just the uncle part, but maybe he's, he's, I guess. he's somebody's well, uncle. Yeah, shit, he's bought that rice. What I mean, if fuck. the guy who came up with the company, his uncle was named Ben, and he made rice, and he looked like Booker T. Washington or, or George Washington Carver? I guess. I mean, famous Amos better keep his head on a goddamn swivel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, shit. He might, they might want to release a statement saying, hey, my name is Amos and I made these cookies and they became famous. As a result, I changed my business name to Famous Amos and these delicious cookies. No sism was used in any of this. Thank you. Hey, look, if I, look I looked up Famous Amos. He looks like he's a slave. But so hey, he, better, you he, know, better, he better not show his picture. Shit, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, he chose that life. He, he uh, better not show his picture because if he if if he ever puts his picture on that box, they're gonna come get him. Shit. So so you know who I didn't hear in all this? Who is that? Stacy Ape. No, I mean Miss Buttersworth, man. <laughs> that big mammy bottle. Yeah. With the black syrup inside of it. Why have they not spoken out? That's the first one that should have went. That should have gone before Aunt Jemima. You literally have a big mammy-shaped bottle filled with black liquid. Right. No comments from them, though. Nope. No comments from them. Oh, shit, B. You're a fool for that. <laughs> That's Famous Amos. <laughs> B just sent me a picture of Famous Amos. <laughs> and... Uh, you take that Hawaiian shirt off. They don't make them off. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they you don't make them like that no more. <laughs> you take that Hawaiian shirt off. That, that's, that is your guy. I feel like he understands the Juneteenth struggle. Right. For real. It's like, say what, when? <laughs> 30 months ago. Well, goddamn. <laughs> All right, man. Let's, 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 let's get on back and bring it back to a close. So, you know, just, just to be clear, Aunt Jemima, yeah. Change that shit. The whole history is fucked. Uh, Uncle Ben, can we let that nigga make rice? Right. Uh, Mrs. Buzzworth, you should have been first. Absolutely. You should have been first. Um, and Amos, hey man, keep making them cookies, dog. Right. Um, so let's move to the Trump rally. As you know, B, the Trump rally, maybe you don't. Trump rally was set to go on Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I do know that. Super troll. And somehow, some way, Trump decided to move the next day. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But I wasn't really watching Fox News that week, so I don't know if they if they put the foot on the gas or didn't. But he moved it to Saturday. That was and nice so, him. you know, Saturday, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's currently in the midst of the hottest of hot spots of Corona COVID nineteen. It's toss up between them and large chunks of Florida. And so nobody wanted them to come. Hey, you know, we are kind of don't want us. They call it a super spreader event. 
uh, when you get a lot of people in one place and right. one or two have it, all of a sudden you have an explosion because they were all in the same place. Donald said, fuck all that because, you know, coronavirus is not a real thing. As we sit here today, 120,000 deaths in the United States. Um, so Trump and co. Uh, were going to have a sold out uh, sold out arena in Tulsa and they were expecting such huge crowds they actually needed to set up an overflow area B so the overflow area was going to be a whole other platform where Trump could speak at the arena and then go to the overflow right because of the overwhelming support by those that want to make America great again irrespective of whether or not we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic and they may get it because Trump said, if you wear a mask, those that wear masks only do it to take personal shots at him, B. Oh, really? B, did you know that if you don't wear a mask, then, you know, you're supporting Trump. And if you do wear a mask, well, you know, you're clearly saying, fuck you, Trump. Did you know that, B? So me not wearing a mask is Trump support. Right. Oh, wow. You wearing a mask is anti-Trump. Wow. That's that's very political. Well, clearly, why shouldn't it be? Oh, you you thought this was about not spreading the virus? That's dumb. So. Why would you science? Fucking liberal <laughs> shit. Science sees fists. How about that? Um. So <clears throat> they were expecting forty thousand plus people. Uh, the the arena hold held only twenty thousand or so. Somewhere around there. A few problems, a few hiccups, B. A few hiccups. The first hiccup was um, the day before, uh, on Juneteenth, it was revealed that Attorney General Barr uh, was trying to accept the resignation of the uh, Southern District of New York's U.S. District Attorney, the head U.S. District District Attorney, Mr. Berman, I forgot his first name. Uh, why is that important? Because he that the Southern District of New York has basically said "fuck you" to the the DOJ bar and everyone else, and they've been running investigations to all the shit that's been happening in New York with Trump, Giuliani, and Trump's uh, uh you know his his other friends, the people that helped him with the campaign. They're running real investigations. Okay. And so I guess uh, Donald, John, and Barr got tired of that, and Barr accepted uh, Mr. Berman's resignation. Did you hear about this, B? I didn't. Um, that was late in the night. Uh, later, Mr. Berman says, the fuck I did resign. I didn't resign shit. This is the first I've heard of it. Wow. Then, um, this timeline goes, Attorney General Barr tells Mr. Berman that Oh, by the way, in, in accepting his resignation, Attorney General Barr is going to replace uh, the lead U.S. District Attorney uh, with a person who has no um, district attorney or investigatory or prosecution experience. I wonder, do they know they so were getting to, placed there? To, to, huh? I said, I wonder, do they even know they were getting a job? Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they were, you know, this is, by the way, the Southern, as a Californian, I'm still going to say, say this, the Southern District of New York is the premier U.S. District Attorney's office. Okay. They have a long history of putting away the bad guys, whoever the fuck they are, along, and they're very proud of that, and they don't stop. Okay. Um, so, so, anyway, 
So U.S. District Attorney Brim says, oh, fuck, I did. I had to resign shit. First I've heard of it. Next day, Attorney General Barr allegedly tells him that President Trump is, is, going, to, is going to remove him because the Department of Justice is indeed under the executive branch. When Mr. Brim is informed of this, he's also informed that his number two person, uh, whose name I forget, she will be taking over. By the way, Mr. Berman has not been uh, formally uh, put in this position because his name has never been put up for Senate approval. Because B, as I tell you quite often, there are a lot of people in positions that, uh, that Trump has either not sought formal approval of or have left the positions unfilled. Uh. So this is a principal point by Mr. Berman of, okay, well, you can, I can only be removed by the president. So Attorney General Barr said, president's going to remove you. In which case, you know, Mr. Berman accepted the termination and said he's leaving the, S, uh, the, the department, Southern District of New York, in, in, in very capable hands. Uh-huh. A woman who's worked for multiple presidents for multiple uh, 20 plus years will be taking over from, from him to continue these investigations. Donald Trump, as he's getting ready to go to Oklahoma, is asked, why did you fire Southern District of New York, uh, Mr. Berman? What does Trump say? I didn't do that. <laughs> that's that's under that's under Barr's department. I didn't do that. I didn't handle any of that. I didn't do that. Did do that. <sighs> on his way to Tulsa. Yeah. While Mr. Trump is in the plane, on the plane to Tulsa, guess what, B? Not one. Not two. Not three. Not four. Not five, but six, six Trump staffers who were part of the advance team to prepare Tulsa. Guess what they did, B? They didn't quit. They fucked around and got coronavirus. Bitches. Oh, wow. <laughs> so now they can't go. They're probably in quarantine somewhere or some shit. Oh, shit. Just fucking up shit. It's like, don't them, didn't them, didn't them, didn't they fucking know shit? It's bad press, man. <laughs> How could they do that to Donald? How, B? Oh, wow. All six of them? <laughs> Shit. Oh, wow. So that put a little bit damper on the festivities. But that's okay. MAGA, right? Making America great some more. There's going to be 40,000 plus, right? I mean, a one million people wanted tickets to this event. B, did you know that? One million people at the Trump campus that wanted, wanted tickets to this exclusive <laughs> event to do what? To kick off the official Trump 2020 presidential campaign. I did hear that he had the Million Man March for going. Mm. Mm. Okay. So yesterday about this time. No, a little bit later. Well, B, um, Looking a little sparse outside the overflow. <laughs> and the inner, inner, inside too, not just wait, the wait, overflow. Wait, 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 let's just stick with the overflow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man, so um, maybe a dozen or so people at the overflow. <laughs> that won't look good. Right. So, you know, fuck. You know, maybe, maybe so Trump pulled the plug on the overflow. They just went and tore that shit down. Just start, break it down. They start unplugging apps and everything. Right. That's cool. Now, back at the actual arena, Mmm. Mmm. It's a lot of a lot of blue. Somebody said like a WNBA game. And the the blue are not the red, white, and blue. The blue are the blue seats. Right. 
lot of empty blue seats. That upper deck is barren. Yeah. That upper deck looks like my head when I haven't shaved in three days. That's what the upper deck looked like. Sparse. <laughs> the upper deck looked like LeBron when he takes that do-rag off. Sparse. Right. That upper deck looked like friend of the show, French Reginald's chin strap beard. Sparse. Yeah. It got so bad, B, that at one point yesterday, the Trump campaign started sending out mass text messages saying, there's still room, there's still space, come on down. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm glad. So so here's the deal. The fire marshal estimated that in this arena that holds 20,000 plus people, the fire marshal... But you know, when you go to a restaurant and it says the fire marshal says you can only have so many and such people in the place. Right. It kind of, you know, it's kind of what the fire marshal does. That's one of his duties is making sure, you know, there's an accurate count of people in buildings underneath that fire marshal's jurisdiction. That's kind of one of the big things they do. Right. Or maybe not a big thing, but it is a thing. Right. We all seen that shit. Everywhere you go, restaurant, movie theater, club, there's a fire marshal sign that says capacity. You, you, you max out capacity. Well, goddamn, somebody's going to call the fire marshal. So Fire Marshal, let's call him Bill for shits and giggles. Fire Marshal Bill said, huh, based on my official calculations, which Fire Marshals tend to do, there were 6,200 people in that arena. <laughs> Let me show you something. Of course, the Trump campaign disputes this. This is clearly, <laughs> False don't, fake news. Don't, don't believe your lying ass eyes right. about this shit at all. Um, clearly, there was the protesters the Black Lives Movement protesters who stopped yeah. people from getting in that wanted to get in who had tickets. I'll bet. Right. Um, so what did this idiot say at this campaign rally of the of, of 6,200 individuals? Um, coronavirus. He said, President Trump, that we have so much testing that there's too much testing. Too much. And that he's actually told people to stop testing so much. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, B, he said it early in the week that when you test something, you're going to find it. Is that like when the girl says, if you look into my phone and you find some nigga in my phone, you you looking for it is why it's there. Uh, no. Exactly. Had you not done that, <laughs> no. you wouldn't have seen it and it wouldn't have been there. <laughs> yeah, you're bound to find something if you look for it. No, only if it's something there. I want to be very serious with this analogy because it's, it's actually a similar analogy. It's like saying to, to a woman, hey, you're going to get a mammogram. Well, shit, if you do that, of course you're going to find breast cancer. Right. Hey, if you get a colonoscopy, of course you're going to find colon cancer. You're looking for that shit. You can't find it if you don't look for it. It really is that simple, that life and death, because the optics don't look good. If people are afraid, they're going to get sick like they did at this rally. That's why I didn't come. Right. They don't want to go out and do anything. They don't want to go out shopping. They don't want to go out to the diners. They don't want to return to work as usual. Why does that fucking matter to Trump? Because the only thing this motherfucker had going for him with his base, other than hate, is a strong economy. History will look back on this and say, 
given what we know of Donald Trump, how did he ever get convinced to shut down, to agree to a shutdown of the economy? Right. That's actually a better question. How did he get convinced to do that? My answer is because I don't think he's very bright. I don't think he's very, I don't think he can see far enough down the line. I think he's very in the moment, whatever the opinion poll says, where it shows. Yeah. But that's my opinion. Good um, opinion. That's a good opinion. So, by the way, B, you know, he hasn't spoken to Dr. Fauci in three weeks. Did you know that? I haven't heard Dr. Fauci's name in more than three weeks. Because they're not allowed to, you know. Don't want to talk about coronavirus is over, B. Yeah. It's going to go away any day now. Yeah. Um, it's testing. Another thing that he said, um, said that uh, Joe Biden is a puppet of the liberal, the far left liberal liberals. Okay. That's a political talking point. Sure. Why not? But B, you want to know what he spent about 15, 20 minutes talking about? TVs. That's what I heard. Hmm. No, he spent that talking about him walking down that ramp at West Point where he almost fell. Oh, oh, okay. So then more than just the TVs. Yeah, I mean, like shucking and jiving, talking about a whole deal. He did a whole bit. He did a whole bit. If he was a comedian, he did a whole bit. A physical bit. How he long walked was, over, how long he made it? fun of things. What was that? How long was this whole thing? Because I heard he, he did talked a whole- for a long time. He talked for maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Because I heard he did a whole bit about the two brand new TVs on Air Force One too. So that's at least two things that have nothing to do with any fucking thing. Well, I missed that part. When I came in, he was talking about West Point and this <laughs> ramp for a long, long, long time. And I got to tell you, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Donald knows how to spin a yarn. He does. <laughs> And he was very self-aggrandizing. I didn't know he could do that, B. I didn't know he could do that. Wow. He covered the water drinking with both hands. I mean, so he was just, you know, had his finger on the pulse of what's really uh, hot button topics in the United States. But let's talk about some serious shit that he did. Let's talk about dangerous shit. Let's talk about what he's doing, what he's really, really running on. And that is a racial division. He doubled down triple down on people assaulting great American history by trying to remove these beautiful statues. Hashtags or ellipse of Confederate losers. Right. Double down on that. He also presented something that is amazing if you think about it. He proposed to the two senators from uh, Oklahoma that were present that they need to work on legislation that if you burn a flag, you have to go to jail for one year. What? Donald, never being a studious individual with regards to the Constitution or any laws in the United States, clearly doesn't know that in 1990, the United States, United States Supreme Court said, beyond a shadow of a doubt, burning a flag is core First Amendment conduct. I'm not surprised because Donald also took two losses in the Supreme Court this this week. He lost uh, in trying to uh, repeal DACA. Uh, that that goes to uh, kids who are brought over by their legal parents, but have been in the United States, have known really no other country, who've grown up, become members of society, and are seeking eventually to become citizens. These are the people that are working, you know, essential positions, hospitals, teachers, professors. There's quite a few. DACA people, people who want to become citizens that were brought here as children. Right. Trump tried to undo that. Supreme Court says, well, you can't do it this way. 
You can try again, but you can't do it this way. So don't worry, French Reggie. You're still safe. Well, he's safe probably between now and November. Then after that, we'll see what happens. Because the Supreme Court didn't say it wasn't possible, because this was an executive order. It was just not possible the way that the Trump administration was going to try to do it. So that was one loss. Donald Trump also lost at a local court level. John Bolton, former NSA director, had this book about all the stuff he saw, including Trump asking the president, the, prime, the premier of China, Xi, to help him in the new election, 2020 election, agreeing with Prime Minister Xi that the United States has too many elections, <laughs> telling Prime Minister Xi that he's heard that people want him to stick around for longer than two terms. Huh. And ask him if he could help him in the next election. Well, Trump lawyers tried to get that book blocked because normally if you work for the president and you want to write a book, you have to clear through the White House before it can be released. Um, That is not what happened with John Bolton. He didn't do that probably because he thought um, it wouldn't be released. The book is already out, by the way. Uh, People have copies of it. And that's exactly what uh, the federal judge said. The book's already out. Horses left the cart. You know, I appreciate what's in the book. Fuck you, John Bolton. You could have testified about this. Right. Um, in front of the house, you, you chose not to. You placed false uh, uh, false uh, confidence in, in the Senate, thinking this was still the Republican Party that you knew. They never called you. Um, and so this is all too late. This is after the fact. It's too late and after the fact. In any event, so he lost on that. Uh, there was another landmark ruling by the Supreme Court this week against Trump that uh, upholding that you cannot discriminate against members of the LGBT community based on their LGBTQ status. That was that was deemed to be a protected category. Um, and so that's also a blow to the Trump administration and to uh, his core group of supporters. You cannot fire a person for being gay or transgender. Can't do it. The Supreme Court says it's the same thing as firing someone for being black or Latino or a woman. Can't do it. So three big losses this week. Bungling of of the of the removal of Mr. Berman from the from the uh, Southern District of New York um, District Attorney's Office, over promising and under delivering dramatically in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Donald Trump lives for the ratings, lives for the imagery of raucous, full. Um, Crowds at his rallies didn't get it. This cuts both ways, B. On the one hand, I'm glad this happened. On the other hand, 6,200 people in a closed air space with literally maybe 10% wearing masks, even though they were all offered masks entering, is going to be a big problem for Oklahoma, for Tulsa, Oklahoma specifically. See how it pans out. He, He doesn't give a fuck about anyone not named Donald John Trump. And Donald John Trump will do whatever the fuck he has to do to help 
Donald John Trump. This is where we are. If you want to see this change, if you want someone to at least pretend to give a fuck about you, you can't vote for Donald Trump. If you don't want this country to evolve into a race war, well, you can't vote for Donald Trump. But it's not just you can't vote for him. You actually have to vote for somebody. Because Donald Trump made it very clear at this first rally, he's going to quintuple, that's four times, down on racial division in this country. The left is trying to take away your history, our proud history in America. Meaning, Southern history, the South, the war of Northern aggression, that, that sort of shit. Joe Biden is a puppet for the liberal left, meaning AOCs, people that are different than what you're used to, they're going to be taking control. I'm the law and order president. We're not going to defund anything ever, meaning I'm going to continue to stop in the face of a massive social outcry for criminal justice reform. I'm not going to do it. The thing he signed early in the week about criminal justice reform didn't really say much. They're really just suggestions on what might could happen. It has no teeth. Just suggestions. B, do you know that we do not have an anti-lynching law anywhere in this country? Not even in Georgia? I thought I, I, thought I read that they were... Anti-lynching? No, sir. Wow. Well, no. No. Can't sit this one out, folks. You can't, you can't not vote and think, you know, okay, this will be fine. This is just politics. Nope, 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 nope. We left it behind. Trump can't win on politics. He doesn't have any. He can only win by making people mad and to think that there's something's going to be taken away from them that they don't want taken away from them. This is the only path to victory. He can't point to the economy. So he's going to, you know, he's going to continue to try to open up things, encourage people to open up. Regardless, damn, damn to be the death. He's going to keep doing that. All these southern states and red states that were, you know, saying we're going to go out early, and they're all having problems, all of them, all of them. Looking at you too, Texas. You thought you were a success story. You were wrong. They're all having problems. Arizona, fuck everybody. Nope, fuck you, Arizona. All having problems. All about to be overwhelmed. We'll see where it goes. See, the thing of it is, flatten the curve was not to stop coronavirus, period. We all know that. It was, stop, it was to stop the hospitals from being overrun. But we couldn't do that. We couldn't sit and wait. Had to open up. Got tired. I don't hate to put you on the spot, B, but you already told me you don't always wear your mask. Got tired of it. It's, I don't, it's dumb. I don't I, ever wear my mask anymore. There you go. Well, there you go, B. You're, you're, Trump would love you. You're, you're showing your support for him because yeah. if you wore your mask, clearly that means you're taking a shot at him. Right. So, you know, so, you know you, you're done with it. My wife, you know, we have this conversation every day. She thinks she's done with it. And, you know, that's not how viruses work. In the middle of that, we got this whole racial uprising. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about that either. So many people, 40, 45 million people have lost jobs. People on unemployment can't get it. People are on the unemployment rolls and still are not getting checks. Not going to talk about that either. A pandemic, a race war, and a recession walk into a bar. 
And this motherfucker still has a chance to get reelected. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep telling you, B, and anyone that will listen what's going on. So that as we get closer to November the 3rd, that people do something. And we will see what people do. Current polls show that uh, Joe Biden's ahead by double digits in almost everywhere, except for the reddest of red states. That don't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit. Hillary Clinton was leading a lot of places the last go around. She won the popular vote. Good for her. That's not how presidents are picked in this country. It's electoral. Story for another day. We're going to keep reporting this shit. You're going to have to make a decision one way or the other. Just like you had thought you had to make a decision on standing up and being counted. With regard to the racial injustice, you're going to have to do it come election time. We can't take another four years like this. Or else what will we have? Anything you want to add, B? I found it odd that in Georgia, the, the um, election sites, the uh, polling places, now require that you tell them before entering whether you're going to vote Democrat, Republican, or nonpartisan. Hmm. They said that this is because people were complaining that they would pick a Democrat and a Republican would pop up on their, their, their chart. So... Hmm. I don't know how this fixes that other than the fact that when you go in now, you don't even have a choice to vote Republican for anything. If you if you pick Democrat, all of your options are going to be Democratic options only. The only way you'll get both is if you pick nonpartisan. And then, you know, you, risk the, the, you, you run the risk of potentially clicking the wrong name, not knowing that person's a Republican or a Democrat. And um, I just, I find that really odd because... Just because you're voting for Republican or Democrat in one area doesn't not necessarily mean that you have to or should be or should have to vote Democrat in every category. That feels like that feels like a chokehold to me. I don't understand it. I got to do a little bit more research, but I just wanted to put it out there to um to see if you guys have heard anything similar or you know if you have any feedback. Well, you can register for a party here in California, but what I wanted to say is, I look at it as another way. I look at it as if. I wanted to have something happen to a group of a voting block I didn't like. I could do something to it because I knew what the entire block would be. Right. If I can look at an area and figure out it's the percentage of it of it being Democrat, now I don't have to guess is what the people are going to vote. Before right. I had to guess based on population. Right. That makes things a little bit easier if I want to break out some dirty tricks. Sure. I promise you. I promise you, all dirty tricks will be broken out in this national election. Yeah. It's if they don't, he has no shot. Yeah, I'm not saying you know Democrats are going to do some things either, but this has to be Trump's path on these battleground states. He has no shot otherwise. Even if we all went back to work tomorrow and opened everything up as it was, the economy is not going to be back to where it was. We are in a recession. A lot of these 40 million jobs are not going to come back. There's not. This is going to, this impact is going to be, be felt for a long period of time. But you know what? That's the way it is the entire world with this uh, pandemic. Again, we're going to monitor. We're going to see where we wind up. You cannot sit this one out. B, you can't sit this one out either. Uh, it has to be something done or we'll, we won't have much of a country. Um, but whatever, man. Whatever it goes out, wherever, wherever we wind up, 
whatever we have, we don't have until be me and B get those new passports. And when you start recording this shit, I guess B will be in Canada. I'll be in Mexico. And even then <laughs> it's still going to be black on both sides where nothing is black and white. <laughs>